Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Youngmi Mayer. And I'm Brian Park. Um, and we're going to do the Patreon shout outs and then we're going to introduce our guests because we have such a great guest this week, like every week. But this week is especially <laughs> great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's do the Patreon shout out. So for our listeners out there who enjoy the podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash feeling Asian. Any donation amount gets you a shout out on the podcast where young me and I guess who you are based on your name alone. Yeah. And uh, it gets raunchy. We're, it gets raunchy, but we're on a hot streak right now. We're getting a lot of DMs and emails from patrons saying that our guesses are pretty spot on. I, yeah, yeah. Are you tapped into your psychic abilities, young me? <sighs> Give me a second. I just had a, I had a, I just had a milk tea, a boba tea and some pho. So yes, I'm like on that Asian, <laughs> Woo, mature, very Asian. I feel so good right now. Yeah. Oh, I'm, man. I'm tapped in. I'm tapped in. Pho and boba milk tea is a uh, heavy. <laughs> No, I feel great. And I have oh, some frozen oranges in the freezer. <laughs> Listeners, do you remember? Remember when Kimmy Yam said that if you want to curse someone, you write their name on an orange and you put it in the freezer? I got those in there. I'm I'm high-key Asian today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our first shout out for this episode goes to Yige Sun. It's Yiji. It's my friend. Yiji. Yiji Sun. <laughs> I don't Brian know how to read. an Asian name. <laughs> Cancel. I don't know Yiji. how to read. Yiji Sun. It is it is spelled Yi Yi Gay Yi Gay because I guess if it was like a Japanese name, right? I'm, I'm not going to say anything because I'm just going to dig myself into Yi. a deeper hole. Okay. <laughs> Yiji is my friend. But I'm going to just based on if <laughs> based so on wait, my wait, relationship Brian, you, you, with you, my you, close personal <laughs> friend. <laughs> You I go first. You go, and then I'll see if you're right, because I already know her. Very good friends with you. However, opposite energy. She has a more... Huh. She's less chaotic and kind of the grounding force of your friendship. Okay. Yeah, that's my that's guess. Like, that's pretty accurate. Oh, let's go. And I don't even have milk tea or pho in my stomach, and I was pretty <laughs> spot on. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, she's definitely, right? she's definitely like a calmer, more reasonable person. <laughs> but awesome. she's also single oh. and she's like chaotic in that way. I feel like that's why we get along. Oh, okay. So we'll leave. We'll, oh, actually, I'm going to guess that she is one of your friends that you vaguely allude to in our podcast a lot as having a lot of the same Tinder and Hinge matches. Oh it's no no no! Because there's I have an Asian friend, and whenever and whenever we're like we show each other Tinder Hinge matches, it's always the same people that like like us. <laughs> it's so it's so embarrassing. I was like, it's so embarrassing for them. <laughs> oh my god! <clears throat> no, but I bet I bet EG and I have similar matches. I bet for sure. She's a well, lot younger than I am, though, so maybe not. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> um, Yiji, thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Our second shout out goes to one name, Nikki with two Ks. Oh, Nikki with two Ks. Yeah. Just Nikki a, with two Ks. You know, you already know what's up, Nikki. I would, I'm going to say that Nikki is just for the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess that this Nikki um, 
despite her public reputation and how she sort of presents herself in the public sphere, this is uh, this is Nikki Haley. She's a huge fan of the Feeling Asian podcast. Extremely problematic person, <laughs> but it's Nikki <laughs> Nikki Haley, the uh, governor. She's like the super Republican former governor. <laughs> What if what if it was Nikki Haley? I have no idea who that is, but that's kind of <laughs> why would she support us? Because uh, it, it just weighs down on her too much as a politician mm, to align herself with uh, with Republican the Republican cause, but deep inside she's she like has a those Asian roots. Liberal. <laughs> she's a, she's a closeted <laughs> Asian. Has to on the on the low low has to listen her, to Asian podcasts. <laughs> her public. Facing is like very Republican, but like inside she believes in like rights for every human being. (laughs) (laughs) But um, realistically, it is not it is not Nikki Haley. It is most likely someone just named Nikki who's for the streets per your guess. (laughs) I'm seeing very hot makeup, a lot like very nice makeup, maybe like a makeup artist. That's what I'm seeing. Mm, yeah. I'm I'm kind of seeing an e-girl, e-girl vibes. Me too. Yeah. That vibe. Tiny, tiny sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even, you can't even see the color of what the lens are. It's just purely there for style. Microscopic the tiniest, sunglasses. Tiniest sunglasses. I think we're... I, th- <laughs> I agree. Uh, that's the vibe I'm getting. That's the vibe I'm getting to. Nikki, thank you for donating. Our last shout out for this episode goes out to David Chen. I know someone named David Chen. This might be that person, but I'm going to pretend that's not. Um, <laughs> What's the history there? <laughs> oh, just like my friend, but I'm just like, for the sake of my psychic abilities, I'm going to pretend it's a different person. Okay. It could be a different person. I feel like I know multiple David Chens now that I think about it. I think it's a popular name. I'm going to guess this that David. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting um, sporty. Me too. I was gonna say sporty yoga, vibes. but like we like oh. that kind of sport, martial like, arts or yoga or something. Like mindfulness, wellness sport. Yeah, that I'm definitely getting that. What were you yeah, thinking? You know, like footballers? <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was thinking like tennis for some reason. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I would buy tennis. Yeah. Super yeah, but into I like tennis. I like I like your guess more. Yeah, Lean, David Chen, muscular. <laughs> David Chen is a yoga instructor. I'm getting yoga vibes. Yeah, big and time yoga vibes. Big time yoga vibes. Big time into mindfulness. Big time hooking up with all of his yoga yoga students. In his That's class. inappropriate. <laughs> That's an abuse okay. of power, right? Uh, okay, Cons- consensually, consensually. He's very open about it in his yoga practice. <laughs> Actually, I'm just describing his him as a cult open. leader at this point. <laughs> David Chen, big time cult leader vibes. David I buy Chen, low key could be Kim Jong Un. Okay, I lost you there, Brian. Okay. I, just, I was like, I'm gonna let Brian go go with this one, and then it, it went very, it went somewhere very weird. <laughs> I know that's I I don't know why 
I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> You're guessing that he is Kim Jong Un is using a a fake name to, <laughs> to subscribe. No, to our it, it it started it started off very innocuous. Just David Chen loves to do yoga, and then it turned into David Chen abuses his power in the yoga studio, <laughs> and then it turned into David Chen is just a dictator and a horrible Brian, horrible person are and you committing spiraling? crimes against humanity. <laughs> I hate right. David Chen. We lost David. <laughs> no, we right. love you. We love okay, you, David. Well, anyways, thanks. I hope you're a good sport about this. Thank you for donating to our <laughs> podcast. And uh, once again, our Patreons, patreon.com slash feeling Asian. I want to introduce our guest now, young me. Yeah. I got, so I, got all, I, I burned off all of that weird spirally energy. <laughs> this is a, we're at a clean slate now. I'm so excited for our guest. <laughs> I, I know and people already know cause it's on the title of the episode. So if you're listening, you already know right. who she is. You already know what it is. Okay. Our guest this week is an absolute legend. She is in my personal experience, OG, Asian representation in American media. Our guest this week, she used to be a journalist for MTV, which is where I was first introduced to her. But currently, she's also just a fantastic journalist, not for MTV, but for all outlets, on to bigger and better things. And she's also co-host of the podcast at Descartes. Everyone, please give your ears to Sujin Pak. Thank you. I hope you didn't burn off all the weird energy because I appreciate the weird energy. Uh, yeah. uh, we didn't burn all. Oh, I'm For some reason, I'm starting with a lot of it right now. because A I, lot of it? Oh, good. Oh, good. I can't wait to get to your feelings part. Brian will never, Brian will never burn off his weird, awkward energy. It's just, he just oh, so God, much good. I'm fine. I, we, we will, we will be fine. Then this is going to be just fine. I know the temperature of this water very well. I have, um, I've never disclosed this, but my theory is that Young Me has put a curse on me, and one of those frozen oranges <laughs> has my name on it, and what? that's why this weird this weird energy is never going away. <laughs> Ever since you've met me, Brian, your life has been shit, hasn't it? <laughs> What's going? On? <laughs> I have a feeling Brian was weird even before he met you, Young that's, Me. I'm just saying, but in the best way. That's how weird. I, yeah, uh, yeah that's we, I love weirdos. <laughs> Brian is hot, yeah. so oh, yeah. he like Brian is hot, so I feel like it comes off as like clumsy, like himbo, charming, you know, <laughs> charming, charming. If, yeah. yeah, if it was some other like person that wasn't hot, it'd be like ew. <laughs> That's what I'm working, striving towards. You know, there needs to be more Asian male himbo energy, <laughs> more Asian male himbo representation. Basically, you know, I just said it's a that. heavy right. load. Yeah. Right. Like, it's a heavy load to carry, <laughs> Brian, but you'll do it. Heavy is Brian. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. The awkward, awkward Asian, awkward himbo, handsome Asian man. <laughs> um, well, Sujin, we're so excited to have you on the podcast and, you know, learn all, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm having spiraling right now. We're excited to have you on the podcast and we're excited to ask you how you feel. But before we do that, Youngmi, how are you feeling? Oh God. Uh, I, well, I told you I feel really great because I, I went for I went to walk my dog. This is like the second week I'm saying that I I feel great. I'm like, where's my depression? <laughs> um, so 
I went to walk my dog and then I had pho and then I had a bubble tea and I just, yeah. Perfect Saturday. Your Saturday is off to a hot start. Yeah. And oh, here, well, here's a sad thing. (laughs) You know how like, (laughs) you know, like I've, I've talked about having like an eating disorder in the past and I just have to say some every once in a while, like it's a lot of like very negative thoughts, right. About my body or like Mm -hmm. if I eat something, I feel guilt all the time. But mm-hmm. every once in a while, like somehow I, I like shake that feeling. So I feel like today, like I never get bubble tea because I feel like it's like a guilt thing for me because it's like there's so many calories or whatever. But today I was like, I want a bubble tea. I'm just going to drink a bubble tea. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Who cares? And I got regular sugar. I didn't even get less. Sh- I got regular sugar. Let's fucking go. Why not? Regular sugar. Yeah. Extra, extra bubbles, extra boba. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, and I was just drinking it and I was like, this tastes so good. You know, <laughs> walking around like this tastes so freaking good, man. I'm so happy about life right now. Um, yeah, everything's going really well. Oh, I should just say this really quick. If you if you guys um, look at my social media, you'll see that Netflix is a joke. I like did some videos exclusively for that um, for their Instagram so like, oh, if awesome. yeah. yeah. So like that came out today. So I felt really happy about that. So I'm just feeling really happy, but that's, also that's lonely. Amazing. You know, is anyone ever going to love me? That's like in the back <laughs> of my head always. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I'm like, yeah, I'm in a good mood. I'm having a bubble tea. No one is ever going to love me. <laughs> that's like what's going on in my head. <laughs> Walking, that's always in my head. <laughs> so that's how I feel. <laughs> Short and sweet. How about you, Brian? How are you feeling? <laughs> I'm feeling really sore right now. Like physically just my body's achy. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not in a bad way. I've just in true himbo fashion. I have just been yesterday. I was just playing sports all day. (laughs) I've never said that in my life. (laughs) That is a a phrase that I will never utter. Right. Me neither. Oh man, yeah. I'm getting put on blast right Tell now. Us. You know what? It happens. Yeah. I never thought that I would ever say that. Those I never thought that sentence could even materialize so in my funny? mind and then come out of my mouth. And it happened. It happens. Okay. So wow. in true himbo fashion, I played sports all day yesterday. I'm extremely, extremely sore right now. And it's a good feeling. <laughs> Mm, you're eating yeah. those like endorphins post workout. Is that a thing? Oh, that's during the that's runner's high. That's during the run, not <laughs> Brian. I just feel like we're such different people. If I, if ever I'm sore the next morning, it's because like I got drunk and <laughs> fell down the stairs or something. <laughs> I'm like, oh, why is my leg all bruised? It's <laughs> the only reason. <laughs> oh god. Um, yeah, no, but I'm 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 in a good mood too. Uh, I was telling you this earlier, but. Last night, I like went out and went to like an outdoor bar where there were a lot of people kind of just doing their thing. And uh, it's weird. I can't seem to shake off how society is sore, slowly creeping towards normalcy. And yeah. it's, it's confusing. Good weird or bad weird or both? It's Good. weird because, uh. yeah. How do you feel I about think it's like a mix of both. Um, I mm. mean, naturally, I am pretty introverted. And so I don't normally like going out to bars or like big event functions. 
And mm. I felt that during quarantine, it kind of suited my preferences on how to spend my time in like a social context. Mm. And now yeah. I guess in that way, it's a bad weird. It's like, no, mm. I liked yeah. it. I liked these small gatherings and, yeah. um, but a good weird in that, okay, we're doing it. Things are, things are actually returning and it's exciting. Yeah. It's weird how just, cause I went out a few nights ago to meet up with my friend and it was like, it was weird. Cause like we met up at, at a bar and we just sat at the bar and I was like, I didn't even think about how that like wasn't possible until literally last week. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And I was just like, Oh, just back to normal. I guess it's weird. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Susan, how are you feeling? Oh, me? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, no, I, it's, it's so, oh gosh, I think, well, just to piggyback now, like now I'm feeling different things than when I, when, when I started the recording, but yeah. I think, um, like just this morning I was feeling very, um, kind of guilty and conflicted, mm. uh, because I think that in some ways, like things are like spring is here and you know it's the almost the beginning of summer for my kids so that's like my favorite time because then it's just like summer break and and um and then there's the other side of it where I can't help but look at these feeds of just like terrible things happening in our community and I keep swinging and vacillating between the two yeah Mm -hmm. and um I think too that like I've been kind of hibernating for a while Mm. um, in terms of like public interfacing. And then with the podcast, with that Descartes, I sort of decided, okay, if I'm going to do this, then I'm going to open myself up. And I don't know. I just feel like it's never, it's never, nothing's ever good enough. You know, like Mm. if I express joy, you know, there's a group of people that are like, joy Mm -hmm. yeah like do you know that like this is happening and I'm like of course I do and if I express sadness like I walk around I think I I just came out of I want to say like a month and a half of like could not get out of bed crying Mm -hmm. like just like sobbing 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 and Mm -hmm. I told Kulop who I do the podcast with there's a lot of sobbing on the podcast Mm -hmm. last month I was like I can't do it anymore Mm. I can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't sob anymore. I'm exhausted from it. It's ruining my life. Like I I can't have to ignore the Mm -hmm. other part of it for a little bit. And, and then I just felt kind of also guilty for that because, you know, I think a lot of what we talk about and what we say really matters and you want to be everything to everyone. And Mm -hmm. it just, it's very exhausting. So yeah, kind of conflicted, a little bit guilty this morning. Mm. I think that the crazy thing is all of us have been, you know, we, we are very vocal about all of the thoughts that we had in the last month and a half with all the Asian hate crimes and stuff like that. And I remember at one point I was like, I can't cry anymore. I know. Like I've just been crying so much. So, uh, but it's crazy. Cause like, you know, kind of like what Brian was talking about earlier, like how life has clicked kind of back to normal. I'm doing air air quotes or whatever. Um, For me, I almost forgot that like two weeks ago, I wasn't where the place where you were. I was just crying every day. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. And it's, it's also because as I was listening to you guys, I mean, I live in, 
um, I live even two hours north of San, um, of Los Angeles. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, there's like nothing happening here at all, right. you know? And yeah. so there is no like normal looks like the same as it has. And so when I think about walking into a restaurant or a bar in New York, I'm also kind of like, let's not forget to mourn, you know, Mm. let's not just like jump in, you know, and then this is like, so me and maybe even Asian in some ways, like just try and forget. And then a year later, you're like, why can't I move my right arm? Like, why yeah. is my eye, you know? And That's a really you just, good point. yeah. So I think it's a, it's, it's, it's like, I'm very conscious of like not skipping that step, but at the mm-hmm. same time, I just want to be happy. I just don't yeah. want to be sad anymore. I don't, don't want to be scared anymore. My parents still live in the Bay area. Okay. So, you know, and they just left. And like, every time I get scared, I have them drive down, you know? And I'm like, no, come down, mm-hmm. stop. Mm-hmm. No, you can't be there. It's, it's too much for me, you know? And so then they'll drive down and then I'll feel good. And then they just left. And now I'm like, it's just, it's like a lot. Yeah. It's a lot to process. And it's a lot to process um, publicly too, you know, with, with your audience. It's, it's, it's a, lot. a lot. Yeah, I get, I get, I totally understand the sentiment because similarly, um, and I've, I've talked about this on the podcast before where it, it yeah. oscillates. It's like a pendulum where, mm-hmm. but it's, but rather than giving, ever giving myself the benefit of the doubt, it's always looking from a very cynical point of view where like I'm not doing enough or mm. someone I know who is using a public platform or just being in public, like in a restaurant and enjoying themselves, then I will judge them negatively and it's always like glass half empty. And yeah, um, yeah. but I think I, I would say probably in the last, it's an ongoing yeah. process, but yeah, I, don't, I, I, I just feel like it's, a, you can just go stir crazy that way because like you should allow space for yourself to enjoy things in spite of like things that are going on in our world. And mm-hmm. just because you do engage in some personal enjoyment, it doesn't, necessarily mean that you're quote unquote a bad person yeah and um yeah I mean I would hope that someone would evaluate my actions through a similar lens yeah I think what you said is really that was very important is you to make space to mourn not yeah. to bounce because like I I am sort of like oh bars are open I'm gonna go hang out with my friends like I, I'm yeah. like yeah. and then I was talking to Brian I we I went somewhere um, I'm gonna keep this vague because it's private but like I went somewhere and I saw our mutual Brian and I's mutual friend and his partner died of COVID mm. like two yeah. months ago and I was like for a lot of people there is no going back to normal yeah they're yeah. you know because they died and this is like we need to really create space to mourn I think that was very smart of you to say that yeah. <sighs> Oh God! Sorry, I brought down. I didn't mean to bring. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. No, I'm not apologizing. No. I'm not apologizing for my feelings. Don't apologize on this podcast yeah, don't of apologize. all podcasts. Yeah. No one is responsible for my yeah. feelings except yeah. myself. But I, I will so. like. Yeah. It, I, I am really glad that you mentioned that, though, because I would say right now at this juncture in American society, a lot of people are feeling perhaps what I felt, where. We've been cooped up for so long. Yeah. Now we're like, oh my God, like it's it's happening. It's really happening. Like we're getting vaccinated, like things are opening up. And so there's like the, there's a big gap in, I would say like energy slash excitement that's happening. Mm-hmm. But 
I'm glad that you like expressed how you felt about all of it because I I will admit like I I that never even crossed my mind at this moment right now but it's just hearing you say that it, it's it serves as a reminder to like check myself and mm. um yeah I mean I think that's the importance of any like public platform or just saying anything is because uh, like I I do need to check myself more I can't just be like you know, like, oh, fuck yeah. Like everything's open. Like things are good, you know? Yeah. But if you, yeah. And then, and it's the conundrum that I always find myself in is, is that there is a level of like so much that what it does is, is that it just, um, tamps your mouth shut, you know, Mm -hmm. because like, you're like, and then you're like, Fuck it, it's too complicated. I'm not going to say anything, right? Which is the world that I'm comfortable in and I've been living in until this Mm. podcast, which is like never, you know, private everything, do not share. You know, I've never, ever really shared like this, ever, you know? That's interesting. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and so... And I do, and, and, and anytime that I felt like I wanted to, there's so many competing, but what about this? And then what about this? But will they be, wait, how about, and then what I, so the simplest way is just like, I'm just not going to say anything. And that has always Mm. been, um, my MO until very Mm. recently. And I don't know. So this is all new to me too, because I've never Mm -hmm. had to consider any of this stuff. I've always just opted for not saying anything. Um, right. and, um, and doing things, of course, like, you know, representing in the way that, that I always have and try, but in terms of like my own personal feelings about things and certainly my emotional state, I would never yeah. feel comfortable wow. doing that. Yeah. What wow. do you think has changed? What do you think has changed recently that you, that you are doing that now? Um, a lot of it is age, okay. you know, mm. I think I'm 45 you know, and I'm just like, what am I saving it? For? <laughs> like, who cares? <laughs> you know, like I'm going to be that old Ajima with the, you know what I mean? With the visor and the, like, I'm that, like, I, I want to like, just like hurry up and get there. Right? I just really don't give a fuck. Um, yeah. so there's that. And I think that was like my main thing was just yeah. like, okay, like how, like, what am I so afraid of? Like, when when am I not going to be afraid? And then as I started Mm. this process of, of, of sharing, I think, um, then it just coincided with everything that's happening. Mm. (laughs) You know, it started Mm -hmm. with black lives and then all of it was happening. And then I was already in it. And then at that Mm -hmm. point I was like, Oh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to process my feelings yeah. and what I feel about this. And so far yeah. it's okay, but it's every day is I want to cancel <laughs> the podcast. You know, every day I wake up, yeah. I'm like, oh, no, wow. not I feel today. Like that too. Yeah. I feel I, like embarrassed a lot of like, yes. but you know, I, I, I'm in a place I where agree. I'm really actively fighting those voices and I'm like, no one thinks you're stupid. Maybe they do, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, like every Someone time I see something on, yes. yeah, on the podcast, I'm like, I'm an idiot. I feel the same way. Yeah. Would you yeah. say that this, um, I guess newfound freedom for you in yeah. just taking ownership of your feelings and expressing yourself, did that influence your decision to come out about your time at MTV because you you published uh you went public about race racism and misogyny that you experienced mm. at your time in MTV mm. that yeah. um 
like I it, I saw it on the internet. It kind of like went very viral, and I'm curious, mm-hmm. like, did that all kind of culminate together for you? Yeah, that's it. I mean, I think that that's like the most crystal clear example of exactly everything that I just am feeling and have been talking about, which is, you know, that thing happened, I don't know, like almost 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I never ever spoke about it. I never spoke about it. Even, you know, some of my best friends, I mean, my Mm. producer at the time, um, is godfather to my children, you know, introduced Mm. me to my husband and we never talked about it. You know, I never told, I never told him, you know, what had happened. And so, um, that that's the thing, right. Of like, of where I've always been, which is like my private life, my emotions, all of that really guarded because I think trying to carve out a professional quote unquote, Mm -hmm. um, you know, career, you can't leave yourself vulnerable to that. And I was so young. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, yeah. mid twenties. Yeah. Yeah. So just, I'm just going to briefly describe the incident that happened. There was somebody in a white man that was in a position of power and he said something very racist to you. And at the time you called him out and then he was fired. Yeah. And, um, which I, I want to say before we start talking about this, I don't, I recently just told like a comedy show that I wasn't going to do their show because there was a racist on the lineup and my heart was just like beating out of my, I was like, I'm a, I am, I am standing up for myself. Like, just like, I thought, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I was scared. I was like sh- scared for like a bar show. There had eight people in the audience just, just doing that. And I just want to say like the amount of courage that yeah. it took for you um, to do that is like, so I think if anyone even, has ever been in a situation that's like this, they, they, they don't know until they've been in a situation, how scary that is. I just want to, I just want to say that that was like so moving for me hearing that story. And I'm Mm. so glad that you shared it. Mm. I'm so glad that you shared it because I was like, (laughs) I was like, thank, thank God. Like people need to see, um, and what happened, because after I did the podcast about the Asian mm-hmm. hate crimes, a bunch of mm-hmm. mostly Asian women DM'd me, like hundreds, telling yeah. me about their experiences with racism. Like mm-hmm. so, somebody DM'd me about her mom who owns a nail salon and every day she gets calls like, sucky, sucky, like yeah. every single day. Oh. Mm-hmm. And like this woman was talking about her white male boss and how he says stuff about her race all the time. All these like DMs. And I just, I just want to say I think for all those people like seeing what you did is probably just so helpful and so I'm really glad you shared it but Thank I you. Have a qu- yeah I have a question yeah. because basically in my mind what happened was like you were there on tv and I saw you and I was like oh this is great and then one yeah. day like I just didn't see you mm. and so I I, I kind of have like a question like what happened to you after that I'm, I'm sorry if like you know I just didn't see you on tv obviously you were around yeah but- well, I think that there's, I mean, first of all, when I wrote the post in a rage, um, mm-hmm. that morning, um, it was the day after the shootings in Atlanta. I had not planned on sharing anything that personal, mm-hmm. but I had come across somebody else posting something, not, 
of anyone famous, not of anyone quote unquote, you know, important, yeah. mm-hmm. but a little screenshot of, of another um, Asian American woman saying, you know, something to the effect of like, do you know how many times that a man shouts across the street, you know, mm. me sucky sucky, you know, long time whore. Yeah. And it was like, I didn't even know I was heading into, you know, at a hundred miles an hour into a brick wall. Like mm. I saw that and it just like my whole body just went completely rigid. Like I was like, <gasps> and I remembered Right. Like it's not that it wasn't a traumatic thing, but like I just pushed it down so far and never talked about it. Um, And then to clarify, I wasn't let go. Mm. You know, I continue to be. And I think a lot of people thought that that happened much later. And Mm. then I sort of, quote unquote, disappeared. Yeah. and, um, but it was early in my career there mm-hmm. wow. and I wasn't, I wasn't let go. So, okay. so that, that, so that I think, you know, is unclear. And again, when I posted it, I wasn't mm. expecting, you know what I mean? Like I didn't even spell check, you know, I just, yeah, it was what I was feeling. And I knew that if I didn't get it up like ASAP, mm-hmm. that I would never, ever, 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 ever post it. I know myself well enough to know that if you give me an inch, yeah, I will, you know what I mean? Crawl through that towards comfort and solitude and not having to, you know, do this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So there's that. And I also want to say, young me, like, what I had hoped to most convey mm-hmm. during that it, with my post, the, the, the thing that was a most important thing for me to say was I did not feel brave or courageous mm-hmm. or strong. Mm-hmm. I was vomiting and shaking. I was in bed, like, like, you know, like that kind of anxiety, I deal with more anxiety than depression. Mm-hmm. And I get like a crushing anxiety where mm-hmm. like, I can't even get out of bed. Right. So that was the, that was who I was. I wasn't the like high powered woman, yeah. mm. you know what I mean? Like, you know, in a pantsuit telling people off, like yeah. I crawled into a hole and just cried for months, hoping it would be okay. But really feeling like I was going to get fired. Yeah. Like oh. I, I, I really did not think that I was ever gonna be able to return. And I say that because I think that we have this impression, if you're in this situation now, that you should be acting some way, Mm -hmm. that some force of nature should give you the iron will and the strength to say something to that person who every day is, is, is pushing you down. And I'm telling you, you don't have to take that on. Mm. Like just feeling angry and feeling justified in your anger mm-hmm. is enough. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. really wanted that to be clear. Like, I wasn't. Yeah. I, I, I have a hard time when people only, only um, show courage in the most heroic way. Right. Right. Because that's it's just not how, that way. Right. That's just how it's portrayed and. That's a really show good, yeah. in popular media. And that's it's what, like, yeah. Take no prisoners. And we see I'm a those, badass. Like, I'm and that's amazing. Up against the system. Yeah. yeah. 
That's right. That's, that's amazing. And I, and I applaud that, mm-hmm. right. but I also want to applaud all those. And, and I'm so glad you shared that story young me of like the quivering vomiting folks that can't say anything yeah. or finally one day get to say that little thing. Like that's also heroic mm-hmm. and courageous, you know, I don't, it's making me really emotional. I don't know why. Yeah. The, like just to like think, I think, you know, what I want to, cause your post, you had so many like positive, you know, so much positive feedback, but I think yeah. something about you and like, I, this is like, obviously I, I don't know you personally, but like your vibe yeah. is like, you just are such a sweet person. Like yeah. that's the, and I think a lot of people read that from you and it just makes me like just hearing what you're saying. It just makes me so sad. Like to, you know, like you and all these other Asian women that reach out to me like, yeah. you know, people read us as like sweet and like, you know, which is like kind of a racist stereotype, but yeah, like you are very sweet. And like, just to know, just knowing that that kind of stuff happens to you and like Asian women every single day, it's just like, it's really upsetting me. This is, this is where I am all the time. And this is Mm. why when you guys ask, like I wake up like, okay, today is the day that I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to feel anything. Uh I'm going to like focus on the positive. Uh And then the thing is, is that if we don't honor this part of ourselves and if we don't, I mean, one of the reasons why I responded to this podcast you know, I'm not ready to share and speak to a (laughs) non-Asian face. You know what I mean? Like this is where I'm comfortable and, and maybe one day I'll say yes to, you know, but it's been really interesting. Like even as people have been reaching out for me to share the stories, like I, I'm not, I I can't find myself to do it outside of our community. And I think that, I have, and, and, and I've been really, really intentionally honoring that because mm-hmm. I just feel so raw all the time. And yeah. I feel so, I just, I feel so out of control mm-hmm. of my emotions and, and it feels so not my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Like I, this is not where I'm comfortable. So I think when you guys reach out, I was like, yeah, this is a place where I could you know, like I, and so what I'm just saying to you, young me, I think yeah. too, is, is that like your people, our people, our community, whoever our family is, it doesn't have to be just, yeah. you know, Asian faces that uh-huh. just happens to be where I'm comfortable, but yeah. yeah, like it's important to let go in those spaces because yeah. you're, you'll, it'll, it, it'll come out somewhere else and it'll be super destructive to your life. And right. So anyway, so I honor both of those sides of how I feel every day. Mm. I feel at the same time, like, you know, I just wrote this, like, I love doing this thing I've been doing with New York Magazine and the strategists where like, I get to channel all of this into like supporting Asian businesses and brands I love. Like, that's just, I love doing that. I I did Hester Street Fair, which was this like outdoor market in um, New York for years. I just am like a shopkeeper at heart, I think the immigrant in me. So Uh (laughs) that is, you know, and so like I pour that into that. But at the same time, I have to honor the fact that like everything feels very tender. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's okay. Like, yeah. And that's okay. Like, yeah. it's okay to feel that way. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm so okay. honored that you're talking to us. I mean, first and foremost, I just want to say thank you because um, 
it, it takes, it, it, even though you may not feel that this way, um, it does mm-hmm. take a lot of courage and bravery yeah. to share your story. Um, mm-hmm. Especially when the story that's often shown is just us one picture where it's, yeah. mm-hmm. it looks a certain way. And when I was, my sister was obsessed with MTV. She's much older, mm-hmm. like she's nine years older than me. So I grew up watching you on my television screen. And I remember it, it left it left an impact on me, just being able to mm-hmm. see someone who yeah. was Asian on like on the big screen. It was, mm-hmm. it made me, it planted a seed in my brain that that was mm-hmm. attainable and it was something that could happen. And yeah. when I first saw that, um, the post that you made, uh, you know, recounting this horrible, horrible incident that happened during your time at MTV, mm-hmm. I like strangely felt, I don't know why I was surprised because at first mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, that's so fucked up. But at the same time, mm-hmm. like you truly are a pioneer. You were mm-hmm. like there at a time when there were barely any Asian faces in television. Yeah. Like I, I'm almost like upset at myself for being surprised at the fact that this happened, you know, like it Mm. still happens. This kind of bullshit still happens to this day. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, it made me very sad and it's heartbreaking. And I'm, I'm sorry that, I mean, you just have sacrificed so much and have had to endure so much fucking bullshit that I'm sure none of us are even privy to. You're only just Mm -hmm. sharing a small slice of what's happened and you know, I'm thankful that you did. And uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to put that out there. You know, I also want to say, and and this didn't come to me until, um, you know, all of the stuff, I, like I told you, I'm just processing. It's not like I had this plan of, of doing any of this. I've just kind of been for the first time just doing, just trying to live with less fear, you know, because I think that that rules my life in so many ways. But Mm. Brian, when you say that it was one of the reasons I realized that I also never said anything Mm. is because so many, I know so many young Asian Americans, you know, Mm -hmm. at the time who had seen that and grown up with that had had such a like idealized and whatever small way that I had impacted them, I wanted to keep that intact Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to taint it. I didn't want anyone to think that they couldn't do it. I didn't want anyone to say, see, she has to fucking deal with that shit. So I'm not going to do it. I didn't want to do that. And, Mm. and, and, and so that was really hard for me to hear because to hear that like, too. I'm sorry. I don't know why this is making me so emotional. I, I don't know why oh, I'm like young me. something. I know <laughs> like something bad happens to you. I'm crying. <laughs> I'm I know sad. because we're. I know. Okay, we're sorry. gonna get it together. We promise. We promise. I, we'll get it together. Brian, you'll you know edit. What it feels so that like, we'll get yeah, it you know what it feels like. I think this is. Yeah. I don't know why this is what's making me really yeah. sad. Like kind of what Brian was saying and what you were saying too. Yeah. It's like you were like the person for us to be like, oh, she did it. It's so great. And like, right. look, it, America is a great country. Like we can do whatever right. we want. And then meanwhile, you're getting right. like basically abused at work. And then for hearing you say that, like you wanted to protect the people that were looking up to you. That's makes me really sad. And so I don't, I'm not sure why I'm so because we talk about emotional stuff on this podcast a lot. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure why it's hitting me so hard, but I there's yeah. part of me that feels kind of like 
this is going to sound so deranged, but there's part of me that feels like you're like my sister or like my family member or something. And I'm like, I can't believe like, you know, I was watching you on TV and I was like, Oh, that's so great. Like we're, we, we did this and we're doing it. Meanwhile, it it just seems like for me, like something that's so Asian, like my mom is probably something, you know, horrible is happening to her at work and she will hide that from me because she doesn't want me to feel sad. You know, it just just seems like such a, like, like a like a Asian thing to do to protect each other to you yeah. know pretend that everything's fine you know so yeah it's emotional but the good mm. news is is that um I just think that we're at a different place and we can handle it you know yeah and yeah. and I'm 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 okay with it and I did struggle with that it did that was like the first thing I felt was like as all these stories you know all these people were DMing like I looked up to you. I thought, yeah. you know, oh my God. I, and the first thought was like, fuck, you know, like, wow, I just really, really dropped the ball on that. You know, like, I really, I don't know if this was worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, like all those DMs of like, of young Asian women that are suffering and, and living through this and, and, that to me is way more important, you know, than, than keeping this kind of idealized version fantasy that, that wasn't true. And I think it was important to keep it. I have to say for me, I have no regrets. I think it was important to keep that for me intact for Mm -hmm. myself and for folks, Mm -hmm. but I think we're at a different place now. And I think that we can, we, it's okay to be like, we, there's enough of us you know, standing, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I, I always felt so, um, you know, there was no social media either. You know, I always mm-hmm. felt so alone and I always felt like I just was so scared to like, I was holding this very precious, like, um, soap bubble, you know, yeah. around and like trying not to let it float away or burst. And so I don't feel that fragility with us. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the last month has shown me that like how, like, just like you fucked with the wrong people. You know what I mean? Like it's just like the warrior spirit. You're like, do not enrage a fucking crazy Korean. Like do not bring out the rage. Like I will, I will cut you deep and jagged. It will be in the night and you will not see it coming. Like, you know, my, I will write your name on an orange and put it in my freezer. Take that. Don't mess with young me. You'll spiral and feel weird energy forever. (laughs) But that's who we are now. It's awesome. It's great. I had this like recent thing, I think (sighs) as I got older, that now I stand up for myself too. Like if like in little Mm -hmm. ways, like if someone messes with me in public, I'll be like, fuck you, you know, which I used to just be scared. But now that like I've been doing it a lot sometimes I like decide not to because at first I was like when I discovered that I felt like I have to always stand up for myself but sometimes I'm like do I really want to like get all worked up like about yeah. this stranger so like I like I, I feel like I'm gonna- but that feels good that's powerful yeah right that's real power when you can always- be like I can turn it on and off whenever I want I don't have to always be fighting because yeah. I'm okay yeah you know I'm taking care of myself yeah <laughs> mm. well, well I'm going to, I'm going to shift gears a little bit here. Sujin. Please. So, Please, let's shift gears. Yeah, we're going to shift gears here a little bit. And, uh, you know, we want to talk a little bit about your podcast and, you know, you co-host a podcast that 
Dysex uh, consumerism, and it's called mm-hmm. Add to Cart. And yeah. uh, we're wondering, like, do you think there is a type of consumption um, that is unique to Asians? Like, what is... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't... I mean... It's funny because I thought that my way of consuming was pretty much Asian universal. Uh-huh. And then I met Kulop and I'm like, you're an insane person. How do you <laughs> shop like that? You well, know, like, like what does what your di- co-host Kulop do? That so makes, yeah. like, like Kulop will, if I show her something, you know, like, let's say, I mean, I, I could pick any, anything, you know, if I show her a, a site and I'm like, oh my God, they have the best, um, shampoo here yeah Yeah. it's true story and then she's like oh my god I love it and I'll tell her all about it and what I've done is is I've bought the tiniest littlest bottle of it I've scoured the internet for codes Uh you know what I mean like just like trying to find any code I do that all the time it's sitting in my cart it's sitting in my cart for months I'm doing the reviews I'm checking all the apps right and then I finally buy it and it's great Okay. I tell her and I'm like, it's fantastic. Within a blink of an eye, she has ordered the full range of it, including all the accessories, (gasps) like the hair scalp massager, like, and she, and then she'll pay extra, let's say, for example, to have it in matte black, like, and I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, it's so dangerous. (laughs) Legend. Legend. I love that. Extra $10 for the exclusive colorway. Exclusive color. She was like, how do I get all the exclusive? And so it's just been such a wonderful thing. And and we've talked about this on the podcast of like my, my go-to place. And I think a lot of Asian folks can relate is a feeling of scarcity, right? So like, it doesn't matter how much you have, you will never, have enough and tomorrow by the way it will be taken away just plan on that right (laughs) and she acts from a place of abundance and she's worked really hard to get to that place so Mm. for her it's a different way of um shopping and so we have very very different approaches and so I don't know so the answer to your question is is I thought I was very typical like most like most Asians but then there's Kulop, you know, who has a totally different way of looking at things. Yeah. She's like, no, I have earned this. Nice. I, I have worked for I this. Like I deserve it. And I don't need anyone to validate that. Whereas for me, it's a, the polar opposite. That's so, I'm so glad that that was your answer. Cause it, it feels like, you know, we're always trying to fight the like stereotypes so like just being Asian and spending, you know, that that's just, we're just humans. Although yeah, that's like I, really I, will, I will add that, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm similar to you, Sujin, where I am I, too, though. <laughs> I, I do. A, I do a lot of due diligence before I make a purchase. I'm yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm on I'm on the weirdest little blogs reading reviews where there's like it's riddled with grammatical yes. errors. But in the moment of making yeah. like a consumer decision, I'm like, yes, yes, this person, I am going to trust this person's opinion. So I'm on, I'm on Yelp a lot. And yes. I will say that it's I think called be- Yelp. I think being a Yelp elite is there's something inherently Asian about that. Lots Yelp of elite Asians. is so Asian. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what is Yelp elite? It's Just like, like I think if, if you yeah. leave a lot of Yelp reviews, you get elite <laughs> status, and I've noticed you get like that, a blue check mark. <laughs> yeah, it's like getting the blue check of Yelp, and uh, just from a you know a cursory observation, they do be Asian. <laughs> a lot of Yelp elite. A lot of them are be- Asian. Huh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, is that, I wonder if that's, 
it, do you think that that's like the, there's the other side of it too, where I'm noticing that like, I have very fierce, like Asian auntie vibes, which is like, if I, something works really well for me, especially if it's not expensive. Yeah. Like I can't stop talking about it. Like, I'm like that too. I have this. Yeah. And so like, I'm telling all my younger friends, you know, like that, like you've got to get this toothbrush, you know, and I'm talking about it at dinner and they're just like, what the fuck? Like, shut up about your toothbrush. And I'm like, you don't understand. It's ionic. It repels plaque. It repels it. And they're like, yeah, okay. We don't care. I'm like, it's 20, you know? And so like there is that part too, that like older sister, I'm an older yeah. sister, like that bossy vibe. Like yeah, yeah. I will send my brother stuff. Like you have to try this, you know, these, these supplements for your hair, you know? And he's like, don't send me this shit. Like, I don't want it. And I'm like, yes, you do. And, and I, I, you have to try for 60 days and tell me how it is. And every, you know, time I talk to him, I'm like, have you been taking those, you know, yeah, yeah. those pills that I sent you? And he's I, just like, oh yeah. God. You're very convincing. I want to know about what the shampoo is. <laughs> and what the toothbrush is because I'm literally going to buy it as soon as we end this <laughs> and I'm not going to and I'm not going to recommend something that I don't firmly believe in right the toothbrush is called Dr. Tongues okay oh. it was recommended by a guest who came on Casey Saint-Onge and I don't I have to call I keep telling people I'm going to call my dentist and of course like it's on my list but call my <laughs> dentist to see if I am actually boring holes into my enamel huh. because your teeth feel like glass after whoa like glass teeth porcelain what? I want that. <laughs> Youngby just Youngby just touched her teeth. I want like that sandpaper. <laughs> I know. Feels and like I a, and I'm like a dog. I'm petting a dog or something. I know. Like is, nice by the way, you guys, she's coke. petting her teeth. <laughs> I know. And okay, like I'm it, getting this I, it's so yeah. So it's it's twenty nine ninety nine or something like that. And then. Yeah, the shampoo is hair story. I don't, you know, it's okay, like, yeah. I don't know. I've never, I don't, I, I was using the same shampoo as I wash my body, like with, like, I don't yeah. care, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. during the pandemic, I like, I thought I felt like I got suckered into a, a hair product mm -hmm. and I was like, $45, <laughs> who, what? And then I thought in my back of my mind, well, I was like, well, it's a business expense because now I've had to cart. So if it sucks, then, you know, I can justify it that way. Yeah. And I was like, let me just try this. And it like changed, changed my life. Changed your life? I'm, um, gonna, wow. I'm getting well, the I mean, shampoo it, and the toothbrush. Yes. I'm not even joking. Try it. Hair just story try and it. Mr. Tongue toothbrush. I'm yes. down. Is it down. Dr. Tongue? And I... Dr. Yeah, tongues. it's like, I don't know if the doctor is real, you know, <laughs> it's like but it's Dr. Dr. Pepper. Tongue. Yeah. What doctor yeah. recommends Dr. Pepper? It's like, this is horrible for my health. That's um, awesome. Well, I would say anyway, like, yeah. Yeah. Do, you have a, do you have a weird quirk in the way you shop, young me? Do I? I feel like I, well, okay, like what you were saying, the scarcity mindset, I think that's not really an Asian thing. It's more like a, yeah. an immigrant parent or if you if you grew up poor, I think that's more of what it is. Because um, I know some Koreans that they do be spending on Balenciaga. <laughs> like, you know, some Koreans yeah. just spend so much money and I'm yeah, like, Yeah, just Whoa. walk by NYU and you're, it's like <laughs> nine in the morning and you see any international kids walking to their econ lecture. It's like, yep. 
Yeah. You do be spending on that Balenciaga. That is, where did you get that money? Um, and I'm, see, yeah. I'm going to shit on you in my mind, but I also want to be you. You're looking very good though. But like in Korea, like if you go to like Gangnam, every, obviously it's like rich, but like, I'm just like, yeah. wow, you guys are just buying stuff. Just <laughs> buying like stuff, like so much stuff, expensive stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think my my pattern comes from just growing up really poor. My mom grew up really poor, and yeah. but my mom is like, I think you know I was kind of not to like diagnose my mom. I think my mom might have like ADD because mm. I'm like reading about it a lot because I I have it, and I was like looking at my mom's behavior, and I was like, oh, like I think my mom has undiagnosed ADD, um, mm. and so she does this thing like what I do where every once in a while randomly we'll just buy something that's like $500. Like I liked it. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I'm very, I like don't spend any money ever. I try to, I always try to shop sales. You know, I always get like yeah. the cheaper, what eggs, you know, like whatever. And right. then, every, every once in a while, just randomly like it was $800. I don't know. <laughs> and, <then I'm> like, <laughs> and I'm like, why did I choose to buy that thing? You know, like there's so many things in the back of my head that I've always wanted, but I won't let myself buy, you know, you're like, God and damn like, it. Why did buy- I just buy an $800 Fabergé egg? Yeah, Fuck, exactly. It'll be Do like, better. I'm not joking. You guys look what I'm sitting next to. This was $180 oh, and it's, it's, an, a, it's like a fake waffle thing from the eighties. It's vintage. Why did I $180? I, oh I could never God. spend $180 on something important, but this, I was like, I want it. I want it. And I just bought it. <laughs> so that's oh how I spend. God. How about, how about you, Ryan? Okay. So I'm like a, perf- I'm a perfectionist and everything. I do a lot of due diligence and some, the way I shop now, I just don't want to choose to engage with it because I drive myself fucking crazy. So mm. it'll be something like, I don't know. Let's just say it'll be a pair of van sneakers, $50 for a pair of canvas sneakers. Seems, you know, it's okay. I'm willing to dish it out, but what I do is I'll I'll buy the sneakers, I'll bring them home, try them on, and be like, yeah. It'll sit there for a couple of days. I'm like, actually, do I need these vans? I don't need these vans. I already have other vans. And I return them. And then like three days later, I'm like, actually, I kind of wish I kept them. Then I go back and I, <laughs> with every, it could, like, I, I lose, so like out of pocket, losing 50 bucks on the pair of vans. Time priceless i have i i am a multiple wait like, do you rebuy the vans yes i will like buy <laughs> return oh rebuy whoa yeah i like I, it, I get like paralysis like paralyzed on whether or not i want to i keep get it that or not. too spending yes yeah, spending really? money feels bad for me sometimes and then i'll do that oh, thing yeah. where i beat myself up and i spiral yeah and then i'm like i, I, I did I've, want I've, it i've talked yeah. about this before where like uh, you know, I'm, I'm basically sober. I don't like, in, I don't really do drugs or drink. And, uh, I think like in our earlier episodes, like what I liked, what I'll do is I'll just like buy something really expensive mm. and then get the high of like, yeah. Oh, I, I, I've earned this. I bought this. Like, fuck yeah, this is gonna look sick. And then I keep it and then I'll return it. So like just the high of like it being in my possession for a few days is wow. worth the dopamine rush. <laughs> I, I have more of a dopamine rush returning it. 
<laughs> wow. This is all so fascinating. <laughs> I love returning it when I've worn it. And then I kind of like rejigger the the tag so it makes it look like it's unworn. And I'm like, I got away with it. <laughs> Sometimes I get I'm, I get really anxious when I return stuff because I think they're gonna like call me a liar or something. Do you ever do you ever feel that way? Yeah, but that's oh, that's online. Who are you? Why oh, are online. you returning in person? Oh, I like. Ret- oh. I, Oh, That's I go in person like a not, madman. Oh yeah, I look in person. That in the is very nerve wracking. Like, yeah, there's fucking coffee stain on this. It's unworn. That's the hot Asian man confidence right there. Because I feel like someone's gonna <laughs> That's like the big himbo energy. Dude, right there. once I went to Calypso Saint Bart. Don't even judge me. It was the worst. It was the most, I don't know why. It's the most embarrassing store in the world. It's like for like rich yeah. women that live in the Hamptons. Yeah, and I was like, I'm just gonna get a sweater. It's whatever. And the cheapest fucking sweater they had was $388 but I had tried on like I was like nervously trying it on like I don't want them to think that I'm poor so I was like I'll just buy the cheapest one then I'm gonna return it tomorrow oh my god I've done that I was like thank you for this shitty sweater it was so ugly and I like (laughs) so I went back to return it and I was so nervous that I made my ex-husband go with me and I brought my dog a a literal and emotional support dog at this point I was like holding her like and they were so mean to me. Oh, They're like, what do they do? Oh, you're returning this? And I was like, <laughs> it was $388. They're, they give me such a bad attitude. So if you're listening to this, don't ever shop at Calypso. <laughs> don't By the way, nobody's listening to this is shopping at Calypso. What oh, is you that heard it store? Here first, folks, Feeling Asian does not stand Calypso St. Bart in the Hamptons. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I just walked in like, what's a stupid store? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they look like they have sweaters in here. <laughs> oh, God. That That's is so, so interesting. I did not know that about you, Brian. It's like, it's in the extremes because yes, that's like himbo confidence returning something that's worn. But then the other thing that makes me nervous is like, I don't know, like, buy something without checking the price and then it's a lot more oh than God. I expected it to be but then I get embarrassed of like because that's the only thing like having Me to too. like return it back so I'll just straight up just I'll be like oh yeah like 40 bucks for that container of cold brew that's more expensive than just buying it individually each time I visit yeah that sounds right Great. I can afford it. I'll take Give two. It to I'll, take, I'll take three. Thank you very much. There's like no one in the store who would even give a fuck, give two shits. The barista's upset at me for buying it. Like no one cares, but we're like, I'm not poor. Oh my God. You see, it's just, it's, this is, I mean, this is, this is why I love talking to people about what they buy. And it's, how they buy it. It's, it's hilarious. Really you think it's one thing. You think that you're like, it's pretty much going to be similar to what I do. And it's never, it's always deranged and bizarre. <laughs> oh. I like literally did not, did not process how deranged my buying habits are until I'm, I'm sitting next to this cabinet. I'll show you. Full of, full of stuff that I've bought in like this weird ADD rage. Like, this was a hundred dollar dog sweater. Oh my god! I would never. I, I Bright like, hot pink angora fluff. I bought. You know, I spend like thirty dollars on groceries a week, and I'm like, 
really hard on myself for that. And then I'll buy a hundred dollar dog sweater. Like, oh my God. Exactly. Bro, just a couple Ill. weeks ago, yeah. I got upset at uh, the, the, the McCarran Tennis Center because I wanted to get a refund and they charged me a 7% processing fee. And Whoa. I was like, this is, I was, I'm a loyal customer. This is unacceptable. <gasps> I was uh, getting enraged over, let's say like 20 bucks. And the, but I, you know, I was like, it's the principle. It's not about the monetary value. It's the principle of it. And meanwhile, for dinner, I got sweet green, bought a $20 salad without blinking eye. That is what is wrong with me. <laughs> I don't know. It's not, it's not, it's not the things we buy. It's not how much we spend. It's all of this, the right. Psychology. That goes into it. The psychology oh. of it. And it like, you can't hide. I, I feel like you can't really hide who you really truly are from your credit card statement, you know, oh. like that's pretty much the most honest truth of who you are. <laughs> um, Before, you know, I'm, so I know I'm in an hour, I'm going to spiral and look at all of my credit card statements. I think you're already spiraling. <laughs> you know, I'm like, moving on. Um, no, but for real though, Sujin, uh, thank you for like being so open and sharing your thoughts with us on this podcast. And but before we let you go, we like to ask all of our guests this one last question, and that is, what is something that you're proud of? Oh, what is something that I'm proud of? Um, oh my goodness, wait, I should have prepared for this. Um, I think we talked about it today. Um, I think I am really proud that I have been ugly crying all over the internets <laughs> for the past year. Just letting it all out there. Um, and while it's also scary and terrible and all of that, I, I am very happy with where I am in my emotional journey. That's so great. We're so proud of you too. <laughs> <laughs> I was so proud. Um, I've, I feel very proud that I don't know. I'm getting emotional again and I'm, I'm a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> it's the milk tea. Oh, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm very proud of you. I know that sounds weird, but like for, you know, seeing everything that you said online and being open, I'm really happy, happy that you have, you know, you're giving yourself space to do that. And I think it's inspiring yeah. for me and I'm sure so many other people. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I th yeah, there's young me basically just took the words out of my mouth and um, mm. it does make me sad um, knowing, you know, just like the, the complicated feelings and the anxiety and um, all of it of what you were experiencing um, when you were at MTV and you were mm. a public persona. And I just want to say um, thank you again because the platform like this where we can just be un unapologetically Asian and express how we feel like we're standing on the shoulders of your sacrifice mm -hmm. you know you're yeah definitely you, you know you, you you had to swallow so much in order to keep that inspiration and that hope and that aspiration alive for a lot of younger Asian Americans and I just want to say thank you for doing that mm. Mm. Well, that feels very, very good to hear. And I'm, I really needed to hear that today. Today was also very, 
emotional roller coaster and young me you're just like she's sitting here i'm trying so hard not to cry sorry so i'm just not gonna look at you because i'm also one of those people when there's someone crying in a room like yeah. just it's like <laughs> their tears spring yeah. um but anyway but thank you guys and i just i love i was so looking forward to sitting with my korean peoples <laughs> and just like letting it all you know um yeah just letting it all out. And it's such a, I don't know. I just, I vow, I so value you guys and this community and all of my Asian friends and my Korean fr friends, um, so much more, you know, than I ever have. And, and yeah. it just gets, it just gets like that gooey goodness that I feel when I see Asian faces. It just like, it's so satisfying. I don't know if I'll ever get to the bottom of that jar. You know, I just keep scooping it up and it's just as delicious every bite. So, um, so I just, I, I love you guys. And, and even though we've never met, I know that we're all connected and I feel very, very loved. So thank you. Oh, for our listeners, where, where can they, um, find you on socials and listen to your podcast, Add to Cart? Yes. Add to Cart anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, and then... I guess I'm on Instagram at Sujin Pak and Twitter, but I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not on Twitter very much, but I'm on there. So it's all at Sujin Pak. And that's where you can find me for now. Until, okay. <laughs> until, <laughs> until, until I, until you can't find me. So, <laughs> and then, then which that's is also what, okay. That's when yeah, you know, we will know that you're free. <laughs> Free. Yes. <laughs> no. She's free. You, you like walked into the ocean. You're just like looking at yeah. the ocean. <laughs> with the ocean, looking at the ocean with a megaphone in hand. Yeah. Preaching the the wonders of Dr. Tongue toothbrush. Yes, Dr. Yeah. Tongue. That's all I want to do. Let's just tell people about toothbrushes and shampoo, you guys. I'm Can we just buy that? Yeah. <laughs> um, and what about you, Young Me? Where can our listeners find you? Um, on social media at YM Mayor, and my TikTok is Young Me Mayor. Um, how about you, Brian? You guys can find me on socials at It's Brian Park, and you can follow our podcast on socials at Feeling Asian Podcast. We're on Instagram and TikTok. And if you're looking for an audio engineer, please hit up Sarah Pack on Instagram at I M underscore P A K T. That's at Impact for any and all audio related needs. And that's our show, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.